Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, November 8th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway stars James Marino. James, you know what? I've been looking at the field of candidates, and I feel like there's just not enough white guys in the presidential race. So I'm considering a run for president. What do you think? You know... I'm thinking that uh, you should definitely get into it. Do you have an extra billion? Uh, I have 530-something billion. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, I don't know what it is. But I did see a stat that uh, former Mayor Bloomberg has enough money to buy every single person of the 500,000-plus homeless people in America their own $100,000 condo, and he would still have enough money to be the 300th richest person in the United States. So maybe his time and money would be better served doing that than getting into a race that nobody actually wants him in. I'm just saying, I just, I'm just, I'm maybe just thinking off the top of my head. Don't know for sure, but just, just what I'm thinking. Well, you know what? I think he misread the, uh, the, the situation. You know what, you know what the, the, uh, Democratic primary needs? Not more white guys. More triangle. <laughs> I think it needs more triangle. <laughs> More cowbell, even. More cowbell. <laughs> so, what do we need? Um, we need people to go over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Is that what you were hoping I would say? Yes, it is what okay, I hoping good. you would say. All right. Still got that telepathy <laughs> going on. Yes. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And James, this is something I meant to ask you off air. But I feel like now that we, we are starting to get our footing with the Patreon, and even though you hate it, I don't. I don't know why you would need to reinvent the wheel to do it. But I was thinking, you know what we really need to do is we need to start coming up with Patreon only content. I think that should be our next phase is to have some sort of Patreon only show. And I'm just throwing this out there. We didn't we've talked about it slightly before, but not recently. So I'm just saying maybe we need to have some sort of Patreon only subscriber only Broadway radio after dark kind of content there. I am all for that. Matt, get on it. Let's create some content. You can uh, you can do it. And in fact, I created Patreon-only content the other day, as I mentioned. Yeah, but, but, well, not not Patreon-only, just <laughs> Patreon-only that day because it was an episode that had gone up 24 hours before. But yes, so if you have ideas of what you would like to hear in a Patreon-only show, tweet us at Broadway Radio. Um, and uh, maybe we'll come up with something. something I, I feel like something's a little more conversational, a little less newsy, a little more fun. Maybe get some different voices in there, talk about stuff. I don't know what it would be, but if you have ideas of what you would like to hear, tweet us and we'll see if we can come up with it somehow. Excellent. So while y'all are doing that, Matt and I are going to tell you about the reviews for Tina, the Tina Turner musical on Broadway. Yes, as, as if you were confused about the other Tina musical. Uh, but yes, the show opened up on Broadway last night over at the Lunt Fontan Theater. It features, obviously, the iconic songs made famous by Tina Turner, who is it's the show is produced in association with her. So it it does have her blessing and she's been involved in instrumental with the show's run in London. But it is not one of these shows, apparently, that pulls punches. And that's a really 
bad choice of words, and I'm sorry I said it that way, um, but it is not one that glosses over some of the hardships in Tina Turner's life. So it's a little different than a lot of the other bio musicals that we've seen recently. It features a book by acclaimed playwright Katori Hall and is directed by acclaimed uh, director Philida Lloyd. Of course, the show centers on Adrian Warren, who is apparently giving a dynamite uh, performance as the title character. Daniel J. Watts plays her butthead husband uh ike um and james yesterday i think i said that i expected the reviews for adrian to be phenomenal and the reviews to be for the show to be yeah all right um i i was certainly right about adrian but that really wasn't in doubt but the reviews for the show itself probably aggregate to being just all right but i haven't seen many that actually said it was just all right it was either this is exactly what broadway needs or this sucks. So it, it, the happy medium right in the middle might be that it's just fine. But I haven't seen many reviews yet that actually said that. Let's start with David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter, who said, quote, if you aim to embody the indomitable spirit of a beloved subject named not once, but twice in the title of her celebratory biomusical, you better be up to the challenge. Adrian Warren has what it takes and then some. The powerhouse voice, the jackhammer legs, the wild dance moves, and above all, the heart to carry Tina the Tina Turner musical across the rough patches of its clunky book in uneven direction. This grit and glitter production is neither the best nor the worst, R.I.P. Donna Summer, that's Rooney, not me, uh, on the ongoing wave of musical biographies, but the sensational lead performance that drives pretty much every scene is not to be missed. So that's kind of the stand. That's what I thought we would be getting. Marilyn Stasio, though, from Variety, saw it a little differently. Uh, she Her review reads, quote, quote, now that's what I call a Broadway show, end quote. That's what the stranger sitting next to me at the Lundfontein Theater yelled into my ear at the roof-raising finale of Tina the Tina Turner musical. I'd say he nailed it. Call Tina a jukebox musical or a bio musical or anything you want to call it. But above all, this is one fine specimen in the best showbiz tradition of the great big Broadway musical. The music is fantastic. The staging is deluxe. The central figure is a cultural icon and the lead performer, Adrian Warren, is sensational. Now, let's go to the other side of the spectrum. As David Cody, writing for The Observer, said, quote, about 35 minutes into Tina, the Tina Turner musical, I began to feel very protective toward the title subject. I battled the urge to jump onto the Lundfontein stage and angrily defend Tina from all the torture and humiliation going on. Call it patriarchal, call it white saviorism, but I found the great singer's treatment despicable. And I don't mean the years of physical and emotional abuse Tina suffered at the hands of husband and bandmate Ike Turner. No, the comeback queen of rock and the phenomenal actress playing her, Adrian Warren, were trapped in a needlessly shoddy, demoralizing dud. That was a long and winding road to get to that point there, yeah. David, but uh, thank you. Um, Robert Hef uh, Hoffler for The Rep said something fairly similar to that with not as you know, melodramatic of a turn. But this this was really a funny line from from Robert's review that I wanted to point out before we moved off of this, James. He said, quote, much of Tina takes place in the 1960s and 70s. Even so, that's no excuse to have so many lava lamp projections in one show. It's Broadway, not someone's basement. So, um, so James, it's, it's interesting how divided everybody has been so far. We haven't seen either Vulture uh, from Helen Shaw or whomever is doing it um, for the times. But it's, you know, I think the one consistent is the fact that Adrienne Warren is phenomenal. And if she wasn't a star already, 
as she certainly is now. I have a feeling this show will certainly run for a while. We've seen, you know, similar reviews with uh, like Ain't Too Proud and it's doing fantastic business. So I'm happy for Adrian. I'm happy for the company. I'm happy for Katori Hall. It's a playwright that I admire tremendously. Um, I'm happy for them, even if the show itself leaves something to be desired. I, I wonder if they'll uh, market it in like uh, different themes of uh, Tina's life. You know, the the Mad Max area, the Thunderdome. Ooh. You know, uh, th- this is the Thunderdome Thunderdome evening. Come, I'd like come in in costume. Yeah, how about this? How about we get Adrian Warren in the Mad Max Thunder Road or Fury Road yeah. sequel with Charlize Theron? I'd love that. That's a really good idea. I like that's that. a good callback. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. Got to come with like the spikes on your shoulders too to the show. I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's a sh- it's a shame Times Square's all cleaned up now because that really <laughs> fit in well, you know, to the yeah. ni- 1980s Times Square uh, yep. <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> I love it. All right. So uh, announced, of course, minutes after our show was released yesterday, uh, the minutes <laughs> announces the Broadway cast in its home. Yeah, James. And what an impressive cast it is. Earlier this week, or at least I think it was earlier this week, uh, when talking about the show announcing its first Broadway preview date, I wondered aloud if they would go with a more starry cast than what they had at Steppenwolf since it was two plus years later and it was a commercial run. Well, they most certainly did that. Uh, The Tracy Let's Play will star. Tracy Letts, along with the stage and screen star Army Hammer, Tony winner Jesse Mueller, Tony winner Blair Brown, Tony nominee K. Todd Freeman, Tony nominee, yet still not British, Austin Pendleton, Ian Barford, Cliff Chamberlain, Danny McCarthy, Sally Murphy, and Jeff Still. As predicted, the show will play the court theater. Performances will begin on February 25th and will run, for now, 16 weeks through June 14th. Another interesting note, James. With Jesse Mueller coming back to Broadway this spring, that means that three of the four Mueller children or siblings will be on Broadway at the same time. With Matt playing Ron Weasley in Cursed Child, his twin sister Abby as Jane Seymour, not Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, uh, in Six, and now Jesse in her first play on Broadway. So a, a very good time for the uh, the Mueller family. Hopefully their parents aren't in uh, shows this spring so they can come out and see a lot of the performances in New York. Um, so, James, the, the show got fine reviews in Chicago. But when you combine the fact that Tracy Letts will be appearing in his own show, along with the rest of this cast, it might not end up being a contender for best play. But this will certainly seem to be a must see for theater fans, uh, especially ones that, uh, you know, kind of uh, like to see the, the the events. It's not quite the starry production that company is, but it's kind of like the play version of that. But um, one real quick thing on the real estate side with the court now officially spoken for the only venues available for the spring are the Golden, the Lyceum, the Neil Simon for a limited run before MJ in the summer. And I think one more that we will learn about very, very soon. Uh, I've hinted with Ashley in the past about what's rumored to be going into the Lyceum and the Golden. So we will have to see what happens at those two houses in the coming months, James. So let me uh, ask you a question about what you talked about this, uh, the, the, the Mueller, uh, Mueller. Uh, Mueller. Mueller, 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 Mue
Uma, Oprah, Uma, Oprah. I'm getting my uh, my two favorite topics confused. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, it, can you channel your best Peter Felicia here? You might not be able to answer this. Oh, God, no. Have any brothers and sisters ever competed against each other for a Tony Award? Um, well, none of these three would. No, um, I, I are going to be in different that, categories, yeah. but yeah. Um, maybe I, for a Tony Award, who could it be? I mean, if we're talking about being on Broadway at the same time, I mean, I'm sure the booths were in multiple shows at the same time uh, uh, yeah. on Broadway. Um, the Barrymores, maybe. Uh, but in terms of Tonys, I don't know. Like, are you talking about actual nominations or just potentially in categories pre-nomination together? No, I mean, like uh, the, the the close-up at Radio City Music Hall between the brother and sister, or the bro- two brothers sitting next to each other, brother and sister, mm. probably not in the same category. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, you've obviously got the Keenan Bolgers who have done shows at the same time, um, I would have to assume. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Hunter uh, Foster, Sutton Foster. Hunter and Foster, yeah, that's probably a really good one. Um, uh yeah, I, I don't know that I can come up with anything else off the top of my head. I'm sure there's plenty of people that were missing. Um, yeah. hmm. So, uh, you know, if you're a listener and you know that answer, to, why don't you just uh, hit us up with that, too, as well as uh, show recommendations for things we should create for Patreon only. Okay, so what do we have in other news? All right, first up, on yesterday's show, we talked about the ceiling that fell in at the uh, Piccadilly Theater in London during a performance of Death of a Salesman. Well, yesterday we learned that the performance is tonight, Friday, and the two shows on Saturday will not be happening at the Piccadilly Theater. Instead, they will happen at the Young Vic without costumes or scenery. The plan is then to return to the Piccadilly next week. If you saw the pictures of this event, it's not a huge, it's not like the whole ceiling fell down. It was some you know, more or less drywall. Uh, there, so there's a whole 10 or, or so feet big. So that shouldn't be too difficult to repair. If you had tickets for one of the shows that was canceled, including Thursday night, contact your point of purchase. It's, it's also, almost like uh, the theaters are acting like we work, you know, it's just uh, temporarily <laughs> put your show in here for a couple of days, you know, yeah, move it around. It's all about it's all about real estate. Um, also on Thursday, we learned the rest of the stars that will be joining the great Angela Lansbury in the Roundabout Theater Company's benefit reading of the importance of being earnest on Monday, November 18th at the American Airlines Theater. In addition to Dame Angela, the cast will be Anna Lee Ashford, Jane Howdyshell, John Glover, Hamish Linkletter, Lily Rabe, Daniel David and Tom Rhodes. Wow. Yeah, that's not a not a bad cast there. Yeah. Um I, and I, I'm starting to wonder, do Hamish and Lily do plays without each other anymore? <laughs> I mean, that's good. They, yeah. I mean, they don't do a ton of theater anymore, but when they do, it's like benefit readings or Shakespeare in the park. And they are always only together. I mean, I understand that if you're going to do a play, you want to be on the same schedule as your spouse. But I'm just saying it, uh, it's it's interesting. Even a TV show that I watched that Hamish is on uh, called Legion. Lily Rabe guest starred for a season or for a, for an episode or two. So, you know, it must be nice to be able to work with your you know, with your spouse. I, where's the uh, Kevin Klein, Phoebe Cates? Uh, are they married? Are they? I don't know. Can I get it wrong? Hold on. I'm going to look it up now because I'm right. like. Boy, I'm an idiot, you know. P. B. K. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Klein. Klein. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for them. I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> didn't did, didn't somebody did, didn't somebody thank Kevin Klein at an Oscar uh, event and uh, thank him for uh, showing him what a gay man could be? 
Oh, no, wait, that was a movie. <laughs> what was that movie called? Uh, uh, out? Uh, in? In and Out? No, uh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, all right, let's, uh, yeah, In and Out. Very good. 1997. Uh, okay, and finally, James, the most, un- we haven't even gotten to 20 minutes and we're already freaking out. Um, <laughs> finally, the most unexpected news of the day. It was announced that Lynn manuel Miranda, Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, and Nicola Jeskier, the creative director for Louis Vuitton, and you know I had to look up how to say that name, mm-hmm. uh, will be the co-hosts for the 2020 Met Gala, along with chairwoman Anna Wintour. The event's theme will be about time, colon, fashion, and duration, and will happen on May 4th of 2020 at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, while the Lynn thing is cool, obviously that's the theater connection here, although uh, Emma Stone and Meryl Streep have both been on Broadway, and uh, Meryl's a Tony nominee, Um that's cool. But the other fun part of this is the announcement that Meryl, who played a fictionalized version of Wintour in the Devil Wears, Devil Wears Prada, will be working with the real life Wintour on the event. Um, they have done things together before. There's a great interview of uh, Anna interviewing Meryl, and they made some sly jokes about the Devil Wears Prada, um, even if Anna Wintour doesn't really like it. But uh, I thought that was fun. Very, very uh, cool thing. I, I don't necessarily associate Lin-Manuel Miranda with fashion, but I guess when you're talking about a theme being um, fashion and duration, he obviously has some sort of connection with, with Hamilton talking about these things through time. So I guess that makes sense. And he's really hot right now, so why not capitalize on that? couple of questions here how is jordan roth not involved in this i mean he goes no no jordan roth should be like you know part of these leading this uh leading this charge you know? 2021 yeah hey i'm you know look jordan roth has made himself into a fashion and style i don't know raconteur i don't know yeah. he i mean that seems like that's as part of as, as it you know and, and maybe i'm just misremembering this but like until like maybe four or five years ago. Like, I don't think that was part of the Jordan Roth brand. I feel like this is something that he's been adding over the last few years. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I just don't like it, like in his personal life, but I don't remember that being part of his forward facing persona, um, which is, I mean, good for him. Do whatever the heck you want. He got the new hair, get a new fashion sense, but um, you know, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just uh, it seems like an odd path to be taking as you are dominating all of the Broadway. Second question is Devil Wears Prada musical. What, you know, eventually, you know, the Devil, the Met Gala thing usually Mm -hmm. happens right around Tony Award times and Tony Award nominees usually go to it. So if the Devil Wears Prada musical does well and whoever's leading that playing that Anna Wintour part would go to the Audra. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm sorry cough I should have muted myself I'm sorry yeah sorry that cough of yours is just just out of control it is so yes so um yeah uh, that'll be interesting I mean I gotta tell you the Devil Wears Prada is having its out-of-town tryout uh at the Nederlander Theater in Chicago this summer July through August that could turn around for a fall opening or a spring opening in 2020 or in 2021. I think that would be plenty of time to get Audra ready to show up at the Met Gala in 2021. All right. She's a big enough name. She can get in there without the part she's playing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, if she's playing a part, I mean, I, who knows yeah, if who she's going to be yeah, doing anything yeah, in 2021. Crazy, I'm just, yeah. on top of my head, Audra yeah. should be there. I mean, of course, if Jordan Roth is going to be there, Audra should be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Matt is going to come up with a bunch of new shows for Patreon only. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, brought that up, Matt. Thank you. Uh, and uh, sometimes uh, they'll, they'll run on Saturdays, I guess. Uh, but this Saturday, we don't have anything. But on Sunday, we have This Week on Broadway with uh, Peter Felician, Michael Portantier. And back on Monday, we'll have the Ashley and Matt show. We'll talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs>